Welcome to Sing Double Podcast. I am your co-host, Bradford Barth. And I am your host, Stephanie Kretz. Stephanie, how was your Christmas? <laughs> uh, I'm assuming it will be full of cheer. But today is January 1st. Well, today is actually December 20, 20th. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> oh. So in the future... I hope it is good. It's a ha- I hope happy new year everyone. Oh yeah, happy new year. Let's See, start with that. We're seeing you next year. We are. Bye bye 2018. Hopefully that Y2K doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's the thing we have to worry about every year. Yeah, and hello uh 2019. Yeah. 2015. Is that the No, I don't know. Oh, I just okay. said that. I feel like fighting people. Really? Not really. <laughs> For a day? Just, yeah, I'm going to go out and fight everyone on the just street. Just one day? It's just going to be... On January 1st. What's that movie where people can murder for one night? The Purge? Yeah, going to be the Purge day for you? Yep, so don't arrest me. Because <laughs> murder's legal. I got business to do. <laughs> for the next 24 hours. But just for me. Just for Stephanie. <laughs> it's nice doing this podcast with you. And I enjoy all you fans for having being able to listen to me. I'll be dead tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna murder you <laughs> unless I see you on the street. <laughs> <laughs> Stay inside. It's January. It's time to be a bear and hibernate. Yep, pretty much. So, how was your week? <laughs> it was a week. I yeah. can't go into details. That's a week. <laughs> too much. Mine's been a week too. Uh-huh. I've been getting to work earlier, preparing for my transition at work, and yeah, fun. It's been fun. I'm like the only person working for the next two weeks. God bless you, Suki. Um, well, not the only person, and not the only working for two weeks. I'm like one of two people that are working tomorrow. Yeah. The twenty first. Yeah. The twenty first. The twenty first. What day is it? And then I'm working 26, 27, 28th, but like everyone's going to be pretty much everyone's going to be off, which is fine. Yeah. Cuz they decided to take the week off. Yeah. And you didn't because you need those precious days. I didn't yeah, I did not want to spend my days. I thought you had 3 6 days, 6 days <laughs> left. I do, but now I'm like the only person working, so now I have been I'm being relied upon. Oh, so you can't feel ill? No. That's horrible. I also have too much to do. Yeah. Those articles won't write themselves. Pretty much. But I also assume that I will get out very early tomorrow, so. Must be nice. I'll probably get out at the normal time. It'll be like two of us. There's no newsletter to do, which is always the thing that I have to do last in the day. So probably just peace out early. Yeah. Seems like a a nice day. Hopefully. I see Sookie's going to be your um, laptop for this episode. Yeah, I'm not sure how I'm going to look at my notes with her here. But... She's, she's your lap topper right yeah. now. Just sitting there, like, 
Why are you doing a podcast? I heard you weren't releasing one on the 25th of December. This is weird. Yep, we're weird. Thought I was going to have you all to myself tonight. You'll have me all to yourself on the 27th, Sookie. Yeah? Yeah. What if I come over to watch Marvel movies? Well, that's fine. Then she won't have you all to herself. But she'll be happier because you're here. That's true. She, she likes does you love better. Me. I wouldn't say she likes me better. <laughs> she just sees me less often and gets excited when she gets to see me. Aww. You know, as cats do. Uh huh. So today, Brad, I had a bagel. <laughs> a what? A bagel. <laughs> you mean a bagel? A bagel. A bagel? A bagel. I don't know why you saying it sounds weird to me. <laughs> I'm going to let the world decide. I can't put my finger on it. Ready? Bagel. Bagel. All right. So now email us and tell us what it, she does wrong. I did wrong. like put an extra. I said like bagel. I like said it really emph- emphatically. I emphasize that bay. You were very, you were very okay. emphatic. Bagel. <laughs> right. Bagel. 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 <laughs> You gotta put the emphasis on the right syllable. <laughs> I know. Bagel? <laughs> Baguette? <laughs> Bagel. Bagel. <laughs> That's what we say in the southern nations. Bagel. <laughs> I'll happily take a bagel with some cream cheese. <laughs> so, to round out 2018... Well, it'll be 2019. Well, this is the last thing we're recording in uh, 2018. Yeah. We are doing what? <laughs> <It's> yawning. <laughs> we're, we're being bored. Brad can't even keep her enthused No, anymore. I'm just really tired. It's been, it's been a week. It's been a week. And I'm just saying the word bagel over and over again. You are, in your head, wondering where it's wrong. I, or where I, Brad finds it funny. Yeah, where, what is it, Brad? It doesn't sound wrong when I say it. Say it. Bagel. No. Bagel. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Can't put my finger on it. Tell us yeah. why. Please. Bagel? <laughs> Bagel. So what movie are we doing? We're doing the movie Scrooged. Yeah. By, I don't know, starring <laughs> Bill Murray. Yep. <laughs> I wrote down that guy's name, Richard something or another. It's in your notes that you can't get to because of a certain... Yeah, there's a cat in the way. Cat top. But yes, it is obviously based. Well, maybe not obviously. I mean, it's an old movie. It's as old as I am. Came out in 1988. Mm-hmm. Fun times. Um, it is based on a Christmas Carol mm-hmm. by Charles Dickens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I put an emphasis on that one because <laughs> I'm 12. There's a joke in that that he says that's funny. Oh yes. Um. So yeah. Guess we can just dive in. Sure. After I yawn really quick. Mm-hmm. And re- replace your. I know I can't get to my notes. Cat lap. Okay. Oh, there they are. All right, Sookie, you're just gonna. I'm putting a laptop on your body. <laughs> now that is a funny look. <laughs> laptop with a cat head. <laughs> should take a picture of that. <laughs> you should. I don't have any arms. <laughs> um, it's too many stuff you're only supposed to have fingernails <laughs> 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 
So we start off in the North Pole with Santa. Yep. And his elves mm-hmm. and Mrs. Claus. Mm-hmm. They're in the workshop. Right. Making toys and stuff. As elves do with Preparing Santa. for Christmas. Yep. But then suddenly they're being fired upon by... Fireworks, it looks like. Well, yeah, fireworks. <laughs> but then these dudes come out and they have like guns and stuff. Yep. And then Mrs. Claus is like, everybody... Get ready. And then she like opens a cupboard and there's like a bunch of AKs in there. Yep. <laughs> she outfits all of the elves with some guns. Mm-hmm. And then Lee Majors bursts into the room and he's there to help them. They call him the million dollar man. Yes. And then Santa <laughs> tells Lee Majors, you're being a real good boy this year. And Mrs. Claus agrees. Turns out this isn't the movie. Oh. It's just a promo for a movie called. The night the reindeer died. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to see a commercial for... Was it like, with subcaption, do you want to play a carol? Is that what it was? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. It should have been, though. Uh, and there's a commercial for Robert Goulet's Cajun Christmas. <laughs> and then a show called Father Loves Beaver. Yep. Which was like a, a spoof on Leave It to Beaver, I assume. Yep, yep. And beaver had a different meaning altogether. Yep. At least that's what you would take away from that boy's look at the end. And from the mom's comment. Yeah. And what's this TV station that, or I'm assuming it's, is it cable or is it just network? I believe it's network. It's IBC. Yeah, there you go. Which sounds like a medical condition. Right. Irritable bowel. Irritable bowel condition. Condition. (laughs) This week on Irritable Bowel Condition. What happens You'll when you eat too many, too many bagels? <laughs> with, with cream cheese. <laughs> and a soda. If you have a gluten intolerance. Yep. <laughs> a gluten intolerance. Uh, and you are uh, lactose intolerant. And you have an intolerance to carbonated beverages. Yep. Because I did throw the soda in there. Mm-hmm. So then we kind of pull back from the TV and we see Bill Murray's in a conference room with some other executives. Mm -hmm. And then he asks to see the Scrooge promo. And it is very wholesome. Right. And Christmassy. Mm -hmm. And he says, oh my God, does that suck? (laughs) He also has a mirror in his desk drawer that he looks at and smiles. (laughs) Yeah. Bill Murray is very good at like yelling ridiculously in this movie yes excels excellent it's excellent it's beautiful i love it oh my god does that suck Mm -hmm. that was more like what he did i'm tired so i'm not on my best acting impersonations whatever okay i was asleep forgiven i was asleep before you got here (laughs) oh i got home from work and i passed out immediately you should be all charged up then you had a nap but it was not a cat nap because or, I mean, it wasn't you. a nice. <laughs> it wasn't like a a sleep all the way through nap. It was a Sookie comes over, goes meow, and then I was like, okay, come here. And then she'd lay with me for a minute, like five minutes. Then I'd wake up again because she'd get up mm-hmm. and walk away. And it was just over and over for an hour. So it was. I not know that very, feeling. It was not very relaxing. That's what she does to me when I come to visit and you're out of town. What a jerk! Well, she just wants you to go in the bedroom where it's more comfortable for her. <laughs> At least that's what she's no, telling me. We have had some good few hours of naps like in a row on this couch before. Yeah. 
I think she just wanted the blanket and I didn't have the blanket because it was hot. Ah, it is warm in here. She's glaring at me. Because she's agreeing with you 100%. So you're making my life really complicated right now. Like, I don't care. I'm a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Did she meow? She just like silent meowed at me. It was very cute. Anyway, Frank Cross Mm -hmm. is the youngest president in the history of television. And he's yelling at all of them for just being so terrible. And he puts up his promo for Scrooge, which is like a grindhouse horror movie mm-hmm. type promo. And everyone's like... With the nuclear explosion at the end. Yes. Like guns and zombies and craziness. And then it says Scrooge at the end. Yes. With the... Brought to you by IBC. You'll love it. You'll spelled Y-U-L-E, by the way. Because, you know, nice. Christmas. Wholesome. Yep. Um, everyone leaves the conference room sweating and upset because they did not like that promo, but he was like, put it on every station, play it on the hour or whatever. Yep. And what's this guy's name? What? Which guy? Oh, Bob Gold. Waits. Uh, character. Mm -hmm. I don't remember his name in the show. No, his name was Elliot, but I was acting like actor's name. Bobcat Gold something. I th- yeah. He's like famous for being goofy. Yeah, for talking weird. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta look it up. I didn't write it down because I was like, Brad's gonna know this. He knows weird things. I. Bobcat Gold Thwaite. Thwaite, yeah. Gold Thwaite. You know how he goes. I called him Bowtie Boy the whole time, so. Okay. Because he's wearing a bow tie pretty much the whole time. Well, you know, bow ties are cool. <laughs> and he has a very high-pitched voice. And he tells him... He's got a very cracking voice. Cracking, high-pitched voice. Yeah. You shouldn't run like a commercial. Something like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. And Frank goes, a little late for that kind of feedback. Only he yells it. Right. And then, uh, is that his name? Elliot? Even though I called him Bowtie Guy. Uh, Elliot. Actor, not producer. Phone home. Elliot. 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 Uh, <laughs> Why didn't I write these things down when I was thinking of it? I was right, Elliot. Okay. Okay. Elliot Loudermilk. Loudermilk, gotcha. He says. <clears throat> We don't want to scare the dickens out of people. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Wait, that's what Frank says. Yeah, that's what and Frank says. And then he said. goes, nobody gets me. Right. It was because uh, it's by Charles Dickens. Huh. <laughs> Hilarious. And then he fires Elliot for disagreeing with him. Right. Um, and then he goes to his assistant and tells her, like, get him out of the place. He's been fired. And she says, it's X. It's Christmas. <laughs> it's Xmas Eve. I wrote X. <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve. And he says, great. Cancel his bonus. Oh, he says, thank you. Cancel his bonus. Uh-huh. Like she was helping him remember that a bonus was going to happen. Uh-huh. Also, this lady is Mariah from Luke Cage. Yeah. Real sad that after everything she went through. 
<laughs> yeah. She moved to uh, Hell's Kitchen and became a bad person. Harlem. She moves to Harlem. Harlem. Sorry. Harlem. Daredevil has and Jessica Jones are in Hell's Kitchen. That's right. I apologize. I'm so bad. <laughs> God. <laughs> Not as bad as my little jerk cat scratching my couch right now. Cool. Here, I gotta fix my angel wings. <laughs> <laughs> And then he says that he's going to work late. <coughs> and Grace says well, she has to go pick up her kid. She has a doctor appointment for her son that she made two months ago. She made the son two months ago? No, the doctor's appointment. <laughs> <laughs> the son she made approximately four to five years ago is my guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what's wrong with her kid? He's like mute. He doesn't talk. Okay. Ever since I like he saw his father get murdered. Oh, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. Oops. <laughs> I like didn't pay attention <laughs> to that stuff. Yeah, that was the one piece of commentary that doesn't quite fit in this movie so much. Yeah. Maybe. Awkward. They just gloss over that. Yeah, because like I totally missed that. I was like, suddenly he talked at that. Well, whatever. You know. Wow. He, he ta- I was <laughs> well, like, thank you for listening. <laughs> whole point of this movie it's not the whole point <laughs> i mean he's the tiny tim character so you know right, right. uh a tiny tim surrogate yes <laughs> but i like did not know what his problem was the whole movie i was like why is he whatever anyway saw his father get murdered and stop speaking cool it was a choice is how they played it out cool like he was he would talk but after that he just won't talk anymore mm-hmm. yikes mm-hmm Anyway, Frank says, when I work late, you work late, Grace. Yep. <laughs> he just does and so much yelling. if you don't work late, I can't work late. <laughs> yeah. Just so much yelling. He also threw away the picture that his, her daughter drew for her, uh, right? Her kid? No, she just said, my kid. I don't know if it was her daughter or not. Mm-hmm. She has many kids. But uh, because Mrs. Claus had 11 fingers... Which he said is wrong and can't be on there. It's crap. It's bad. Throw it away. Oh, right. <laughs> like the only thing she had hanging in her very taupe office area. So sad. The topest of office areas. Very taupe. Taupe AF. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? She had quite a taupe office. <laughs> Instead of dope. <laughs> yes, I get, I get it, Brad. <laughs> okay. Frank goes for a walk with his brother, who is his real life brother, actually. Really? I did not know that. They look nothing alike. <laughs> yeah. I have a fun fact about that. I'll just say it now. Uh-huh. <laughs> All of Bill Murray's acting brothers, John Murray, Joel Murray, and Brian Doyle Murray, appear in this movie. John's the only one that played his on-screen brother. Cool. John Murray. Yep. So he says he loves Christmas because ad revenue goes up and all these idiots stay home and watch the boob tube. You were going to say Xmas again. I almost you? did. <laughs> it's going to happen another time. It I guarantee will. it. That's what shorthand does to you. Yep. And then there's some old lady trying to get into a taxi and then he takes it from her and gets in and he goes, bye bye, grandma. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything wrong with this guy. I mean, he's just, you know, <laughs> living his life. Just, just It's New York. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was just there. Yeah, it's New yeah, York. <laughs> it's a fast-paced place. You gotta, you gotta take what bye you're bye, gonna take. Bye-bye, Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> she totally didn't do that anywhere. 
He goes to an award ceremony for Humanitarian of the Year. He says, I'm going to cherish this and all of you. And then he leaves his award in the cab and goes back to his office. Yep. He's making another Bacardi drink. I think he's drinking a lot of Bacardi in this. And it was also uh, Stoli vodka. Stoli. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's like the worst kind. Hey, some people think it's the good stuff. But that's like the bottom shelf. St- no, Stoli's not the bottom shelf. I'm thinking, oh, you're right. I was thinking of Skull. Yeah, Sorry. you're thinking of Skull. Apologies. <laughs> apologies. <laughs> <laughs> you say Stoli, the word's much longer, and I don't know how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I okay. I know what you're talking about now. That okay. makes more sense. I was like, what? Yeah, no, Stoli's good. Stoli's fine. Do not drink Skull. It tastes like... No, it's not. No, that's a, definitely a mixer. That's what you put... That's what you buy when you have no money and you're desperate, mm-hmm. and you're going to go lay in an alley. In my opinion, the, the bad <laughs> liquor it. he had on that was the Bacardi, because Bacardi's not the best rum you can get. Right. They were treating it like it was like, they were like reverential to the... Well, Bacardi gave them money, obviously. I mean... Probably. You know, on-screen advertising. Good point. So, he's making a drink, checking it twice. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna find out if he wants one or two ice. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Oh. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Glad we're on the same page on that one. He locks his door. Or there's a knock here. He hears a knock at the door. But nobody's there. So then he locks the door. Right. And then there's more pounding on the door, and there's like fist prints yep. punching through the door. So yep. he gets his gun out. Yep. Yep. And shoots the door. New York. Everybody's got a gun in New York. <laughs> Is that the stereotype? I don't think Did so. Did you pack your gun when you went to New York? No. <laughs> I don't think that's the stereotype for New no, York. No, I think LA, everybody has a gun on Tuesdays. Just on Tuesdays? Yeah, for Highway Rage or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was in a movie. Oh. LA Story. Oh. Tuesday, and then... Must be Tuesday. Dawn's in Steve trouble. Steve Martin pulls his uh, gun out of his glove box and starts shooting in the air. They're on the highway. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> it was funny. He drives next door in a scene, which is great. He drives what? Next door. Like, to the house next to his. Oh. And it's very triumphant music. He walks out to his car, gets in his car, starts his car, starts driving, stops next door and gets out and walks up to the neighbor's house. <laughs> Silly. Because you drive everywhere in LA, apparently. It's true. You have to. Yep. I did walk. There's a lot no in doubles LA. in that movie, so unfortunately, we can't do that one. Darn. We could do My Blue Heaven one time, maybe. Dual lives, because they're all in witness protection program. It could be a who they were when they were in the mob mm. and who they are now in suburbia. We can also do We're the Millers, which I just watched recently. Yeah. Which was really funny. We should probably go back to this movie, though. (laughs) Should we, though? Yeah. So, an old man ghost enters the door. Mm -hmm. uh, Enters through the door. A ghost? Zombie man, whatever. Yeah, he looked like a corpse. (laughs) I wouldn't call him a ghost. I mean, he's still a ghost. You can look like a corpse and still be a ghost. 
You can get shot and still be a ghost. He had physical holes through his body after being shot. You can still be a ghost. You can't get shot as a ghost. Why not? Because Casper said so. Casper is not the be-all, end-all of ghost rules. Oh, don't tell him that. I will tell him that. He's got a big head already. He can come here and (laughs) fight me on it. (laughs) But yes, some decaying man Mm -hmm. says that was fun, wasn't it? Doesn't he say that? Yeah, something like that. And he makes himself a drink, and Frank shoots him in the head, back of the head, and then a mouse crawls out of it. He shoots him everywhere. Yeah. Well... A mouse pushes a golf ball out of his head and then crawls back up into it. The corpse man says he's in big trouble because he had it all. He was feared by men, adored by women. Mm-hmm. And Frank says, let's be honest, you paid for the women. Right. And the old man says, charity and kindness should have been his business. So then he tells him that three ghosts are going to visit him. La, la, la. Et cetera, et cetera. We know the deal. Right. Frank says he doesn't have time for ghosts to visit him. <laughs> I mean. Maybe he could fit breakfast in. Who's, got, who's like got time? Who's got time for ghosts? Oh, it's New York. That's New York for you. And then old corpse man holds him out the window. And Frank is scr- like at the top of a skyscraper, basically. Uh-huh. And then his hand breaks off. Uh-huh. So then Frank is like plummeting to his death, basically. Right. And then he wakes up in his office to uh, a woman named Claire leaving him a voicemail. No. Leaving him a message on his answering machine. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. The ghost, who's now actually a ghost instead of a corpse, was dialing her phone number. Oh. So he called her at, and he left her a voicemail. I Apparently, because you had that 100% incorrect. <laughs> He left the voicemail for her. But I thought I heard her leaving a message. No, it was her her voicemail that he got. Mm. Or answering machine. It's 88. It was probably an answering machine. Let's be honest. I didn't see a cell phone anywhere. Nope. Um, He leaves. He looks around his office and everything's back to normal. His Mm -hmm. door is no longer. Blowed up. Load up. His liquor is all in its appropriate bottles and no longer shot up. You know, the ghost, thus me saying he's not a ghost at the time, drinks that drink he made himself and the fluid comes spitting out of every hole that mm-hmm. was put into him when, when, uh, what's the guy's name? When Frank? Yes. When Frank, <laughs> when Frank, uh, <laughs> Let me let the record show. Brad just lifted up a crumpled piece of paper (laughs) to refer to. For his notes. When Frank shot him up, by the way, saying bang, plow, blammo, as he was shooting him. It was so funny. So he leaves a frantic message about whatever it was. Him. I clearly don't know. He was, he was, uh, <laughs> he was concerned, like he was in trouble, and he needed her or something like that. Oh, okay, but, that makes more sense the why she would show up then. Yes, but now it's back to business. Yep, they have a production of Scrooge. Scrooge to put on, yeah. Yes. However, they get the news that some old lady died while watching his new Scrooge promo. <laughs> And he's ecstatic because it's great publicity. And it's right. on like all the papers. Yeah, you can't pay for this type of publicity. Mm-hmm. 
And then he goes on, he goes on set for the production because it's going to be live right. on Christmas Eve. Eve. Yep. He's like looking at these women's outfits for like a musical number. Yeah, and the censor's there. The censor lady is there, and she's upset because, you know, her nipples are showing. Just the top. Just the tops. Yeah, there was no actual nipple in that shot. Maybe it was just a little areola. It was the the top half of the, the areola. areola. It, it was, was like it wasn't if even you, a half. It, yeah, it was. It was not half. Yes, it was. No. It was like you sliced the nipple in no. half, and it was the top half it sticking out. It was not out. the top half. Yes, it was. No. I paid attention to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know where your mind was at. <laughs> But they and he asked some men what their opinion is, and similar to you, <laughs> they're staring intently, saying, "You can barely hey, see them." Hey, I was not staring intently. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> and they and and they're and he's like, "Yeah, you can't see them." And then Frank says, "Yeah, you can barely see them." And these guys are really looking. <laughs> And then he bends down, and these he these tells him guys, to go away. And the one guy was holding a lamp post, a big fake lamp post, yeah. And then he whacks the sensor lady with it, right? And she gets knocked out, knocked out basically. And he tells him to get the medic. And then Claire shows up to set. He calls him lumpies. Lumpy? lumpy, lumpy, just lumpy. They start chatting, and he's really happy to see her. But then his true colors start to show a little bit. Right, because they're having trouble getting the antlers on the mice. Yeah. Because they have you tried a stapler. Yeah, it was gross. That's horrible. It is horrible. They didn't actually do that, by the way. But No. But also, even glue, not great. Super glue. It was. Yeah, that's bad, too. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> they're just field mice. Have these people never heard of, like, rubber bands before? Wow. You should have been there. I know. You would have had this. It looked like it had a little, what are those hair things you put in your hair that hold your hair back? A wig cap? No, that are plastic. Headband? The plastic things, though. What do they call those? It's not called a headband. I don't know. It's got a name. You know what I'm talking about, right? No. It's a U-shaped plastic thing, and you put it in your hair, and you, it holds your bangs back? That is called a headband. The headbands are fabric, aren't they? No. I have plastic ones with teeth on them that push my hair back. That's a headband then. Yep. It looked like that's what they had affixed the things to, like a little headband for the the mice. Yeah, they just needed a little string around the ends and they could have tied it on. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't have gotten hurt that way. But anyway, Claire is appalled by the idea of stapling antlers to a mouse and she's... And he just keeps yelling at people and... Right, to stop the hammering. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a... <laughs> yeah, there's a funny gag where once they stop hammering, the whole set collapses and then the lady that just got whacked with the lamppost, everything collapses on top of her. Mm-hmm. And she says a word that would have been censored. What did she say? The Shit? S- yeah. <laughs> the S word? The S word. We can cuss on this podcast, Brad. It's okay. You can cuss on this podcast. I, tr- <laughs> I try not to. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> Precious baby. I am. Oh, I get it. You think it's funny because the censor lady said this? Yeah, said the censored word, which in 88 would have been a censored word. It's true. According to George Carlin. Mm. One of the seven you can't say on TV. That was one of them. Yeah. 
So anyway, uh, Claire gives him a uh, card for right. him, for her like shelter in case he needs some help. Right, right. Anyway, then they are. He's at lunch with the president of the company or the the owner because he's the president. That's right. He's the president, so the owner of the company. Yeah, CEO probably. And then John Glover shows up. Right. Who I love. I love John Glover. Sorry, Brett. I mean, I don't love him like that. Oh, you're okay, Brett. (laughs) (laughs) I love him because he's in Gremlins 2 and he's really funny in that. Uh And then he's the Smallville. He was on Smallville for so long. And I think I got really accustomed to him. So I get happy when I see him. That's why he looked familiar. Smallville? Yeah. I'm like, you know, he looks familiar to me, but I can't figure out what it is because he he's a baby. bones a lady gremlin in Gremlins 2. Fun cool. fact. I'll have to watch Gremlins 2 because I do not remember this. The new batch. Oh, I love that. That's It's way better than Gremlins 1. Well, it's That's probably it's a, a controversial opinion, but I loved Gremlins 2. I used to rent it. There was a girl or that no, I... no, Gremlins 2 is in the high rise, right? Yeah, when they okay. all get trapped inside and it's like yeah. a zillion and there's the experiments. They all get like different kinds of... Right. There's like the scary spider gremlin uh-huh. and the like the talking gremlin who has like a talk show. Right. And then uh, the cooking show gremlin. The cooking show gremlin. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It was funny. It's so funny. Uh, <laughs> so they're at lunch. Can we do gremlins? There's no doubles in that, probably. <laughs> well, they all come from one. one. This is true. Mackerel. Oh, Gizmo. Mackerel. You just sound like Jar Jar. No, Jar Jar Blink sounds like this. <laughs> Magwai's cuter. Mackerel. No. Vito. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I tried. You tried to get your Jar Jar voice through. So anyway, I... the ghosts were going to start showing up at noon. Yes. and So he's John... out at lunch. And he's at lunch, and John Glover appears at noon. Well, just a little bit before noon. Like, yeah, one minute before. And he looks at his watch to yeah, see that it's like It wasn't noon. a watch. I thought it was a pocket watch. What? Oh, my God, whatever. Well, I just wanted to show how pretentious <laughs> he was because it was a pocket watch. That played music when it hit noon. I was typing and I looked up and I saw a clock face and then I continued to type. Okay, Brad. <laughs> it was a pocket watch. <laughs> some of us have to take diligent notes and some of us miss can things. En- can enjoy the movie. Some of us don't <laughs> have a scrap of paper <laughs> that we scribbled some shit off. My diligent notes. <laughs> <laughs> old calendar sheet right there. <laughs> Let These me notes. turn around. I just want to. I won't read it. I just want to see like the, the. <laughs> There's nothing even on there. There's stuff on here. <laughs> it's a secret. I didn't see any words it's in my scribbage. <laughs> okay. It's my secret code. Like Quidditch? I wrote it in hieroglyphics so you couldn't figure it out. <laughs> Alrighty. It's written in Sanskrit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brand. <laughs> Anyway, the pressure gets to Frank, and he starts laughing and pointing at John Glover, who is, like, very confused. Because I think he thinks he's the ghost. Yes, he thinks he's the ghost, because he showed up at, like, right at a little bit around noon. But he's not the ghost. And then he looks down at his drink. He ordered a highball. Right. And he looks in his drink. And he got an eyeball. (laughs) (laughs) I stole it from you. You did. (laughs) 
Jeez. <laughs> Fine. You could tell the movie. <laughs> and then he sees the waiter across the way after they take away his highball eyeball. And, uh, <laughs> and he catches himself on fire. What was he lighting? It was A baked Alaska. It was one big baked Alaska. I've never had a baked Alaska. A baked Alaska. So I then, was trying to be British, didn't work. I was trying to in, invoke Mary Berry from British Bake Off. Did gotcha. not work. So he's seeing no this soggy guy bottoms. with a fiery arm and then when it turns into a half torso, but nobody else is seeing this. Yeah, he's like flailing around on fire and, and then the his whole body's on pushy. fire. You don't want that. That's not, that's not what you want. What? The waiter. He's like, that's a baked Alaska. You don't want that. No, that's, you, you don't want that. And he's like, but look. He's like, you, trust me, you don't want that. And I'm just like, wow. Maybe it's not good. Who knows? And then he grabs an ice bucket and dunks it on the waiter. Mm-hmm. And then the waiter's like, what the hell, man? Well, he was on fire. But he wasn't really on fire. I know, but. He thought he was on fire. It's a good act, maybe. Mm-hmm. So then he leaves the building because he's all f- stressed out. Yes. And he hops into a very Christmassy cab. It's beautiful. That old, drives all crazy. An old time cabby looking one. Yeah. Fifty something Chevy cab. Yep. And then the driver turns around and he is the ghost of Christmas past. Yep. That's what his ID said on his cab. Yeah. <laughs> and he had elf ears. Yep. And he had very gross teeth. Yeah. That, I like that actor too. I have no idea who that is. Yeah. There's also a recurring gag with the bow tie guy that was fired. The keep he's just like throughout the movie, he's just trying to drink booze and like his wife left him and he's just right going increasingly more tattered. So the first one is he's got it in a brown bag and then he gets splashed by water and then the bag bottom breaks out and his bottle falls through. <laughs> yeah. And so this time he's like trying to drink trying it. Trying to drink it and, and the then, cabbie guy takes it. Yeah. <laughs> And then they go back in time. Yes. To 1955. Yes. It's in my notes in Sanskrit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't worry. I wrote diligent notes for this. Okay. He takes him to his childhood home. Mm-hmm. And Frank thinks this is stupid. And then, like, he doesn't want to see his mom. Like, what will that do? And right. the ghost guy says... That's exactly what Attila the Hun said, but when he saw his mother, Niagara Falls. Yep. And so we go into his house, and we see his mom on the couch, and a four-year-old Frank flipping through the channels. With the channel switcher. With the channel changer. Channel changer. Sorry, I'm not from St. Louis. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say it right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's a St. Louis thing or just a me thing. I'm not from wherever that's a thing. I'm not from you. We had this conversation before we started recording when we were talking about bagels. Yep. Bagels. Bagels. There you go. But anyway. And how I call it a channel changer and other people call it a remote. Yep. So. (laughs) Even now I do. And he's like. Yes. Apparently has ADD because he keeps changing to different shows consistently. Yes. Endlessly. And then his dad comes home and has brought him a present, which is five pounds of veal. Mm Mm-hmm. And Frank is sad because he wanted a choo-choo train. train. Yeah. His dad said, well, if you want a choo-choo train, then go on and jump by your own choo-choo train. Yeah, and then he passed out on the couch or something. 
No, his mother told him to lay off. He's just a kid. And then he started complaining about how people tell him. He has to listen to people all day at work explaining why they can't work. And then she goes out. Yep, she bit. left. And she's um, clearly pregnant. Was she? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right, because he has a brother. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that part. And they were, she was smoking a cigarette while being pregnant. That's what he did in the 50s. And he smoked a cigarette when he came home. That's what you did in the 50s. And the TV was black and white. That was the 50s. And it had a channel changer. Yeah, instead of... It must have been an expensive TV. Yeah, instead of the uh, poking it on the set. Mm Mm-hmm. Or twisting the knob. Twisting the knob, yes. They should have put that veal in the fridge. (laughs) It was just sitting out. He just got back from... He's a butcher. He just got back from butchering it. Yeah, but it's going to go bad. Well, eventually. There's a shelf lifetime, I'm sure. I'm sure it got put in the fridge, because after that we leave, don't we? Well, Frank gets all blubbery. Mm-hmm. Or, as Christmas Past Man says, Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. Because he's seen his mommy. Um, mommy! He's trying to recall, he's trying to prove that he had a good childhood, and, like, recalling various pieces from it, <laughs> like, and, but it's just plots from various TV, TV shows, shows. Yep. Because he spent his whole life in front of the TV. Yep. Like Little House on the Prairie, and I can't remember oh, what the other one was. That's why he's in a TV exec. That's okay. why he's a TV executive, because he loves television. I don't remember what the first one was either. The winning baseball Something about baseball, game. yeah. It was some TV show from the 50s. Indeed he do. And then he takes him, he takes Frank to his office in 1968. Yep. It's <laughs> salting my Sanskrit note. Uh huh. Where there's the holiday party, and everyone's having a fabulous time at the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And then he sees his younger self with gorgeous hair. <laughs> you being serious or no. okay? I was gonna say, but it it also follows the rule of if you want to be younger, add more hair. Oh, okay. Like every TV show, every movie in the universe has right. ever, has done that. It's mullet, yeah. Get if you want to be younger, give yeah. them more hair. Mullet, yeah. Dexter TV show was well, it was long hair, and it's the '60s, so yeah, he had hippie hair. Yeah, I'm saying like Dexter was a very uh, yes. They always did this on Dexter yes. whenever they showed them younger, yeah, like yeah, they had the hair. long hair. Yeah, it was very funny. Um, so yeah, he is obviously working in the mail room. Yes, and he's finishing up work, and he's not partying like everyone else. And then this hot girl asks if he wants to get Chinese food, and he says no, because they put, they cook alley cats into the food, and he doesn't want to eat that. Yeah, you shouldn't eat that, I think is what he exactly said. And then um, current Frank is like, what's wrong with you? Go talk to her, <laughs> she was you totally idiot. You. So yes, Frank is yelling at Frank. Uh-huh. Look at that, doubles. Yep. We're just glossing over it. While Frank in the background is grabbing his coat and leaving without ever seeing his face. Mm-hmm. That was a body double. <laughs> yes. And his hair looked better on the body double. I'm <laughs> saying it was probably Gene Simmons. <laughs> uh, and then we see Frank outside and he's leaving a store of some sort. No, is he leaving? I thought he was just walking by it. I don't remember. No, I think he was coming in or leaving it or whatever because he mentions something later. Right. Um. And anyway, he gets hit in the face with the door by Claire. Right. 
And she's like, oh, my God, so sorry. And it's very cute. And then he bends down to help her pick up her things and they bonk heads. Mm-hmm. It's very rom com Yeah, it's beautiful. And she says, thanks, Lumpy. Mm-hmm. And, and the nickname was born. Yep. And he says, like, should I, do you come to this place often? Like, should I avoid it or whatever? Because I can walk on the other side of the street. Yeah. And then both him and the ghost go, but um bump <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Current Frank and the yeah. ghost. And then Claire. Because it was a joke. Yes. And then Claire asks him if he wants to get Chinese food. And he's like, oh, man. Yep. But his, uh, he goes. His hell and, won't lend. And <laughs> yes. But he goes anyway. Obviously. Because then we go to oh, 1969. Yep. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Christmas Eve. Yep. She's in the tub and the ghost is creeping on her a little bit. Of course. And he says, and Frank, current Frank says, hey, look at something else. There's a big gorilla on that building. <laughs> Which was probably my favorite joke of the whole movie. Yep. It made me laugh. Because King Kong. Yes. It amused me greatly. It's good. They're in New York. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, Frank, past Frank, wants to open the presents. Yeah. But she says just one on Christmas Eve and then... You know, you can open the rest on Christmas. Right. He's got her some real good knives mm-hmm. for cutting cans and stuff, as you did in the 60s, I guess. Ginsu knives. Ginsu? That's what the ghost said. Okay. I don't think they're called Ginsu, though. I think Jinsu. Maybe, maybe they've been revamped in the future. I don't know. But I seem to remember... Recent commercials of these knives where they like cut a shoe and then it cuts yeah. through a tomato effortlessly, or they cut a rock on a rock and then cut through a tomato with no problem. <laughs> Those are the knives. Mm, so very sharp. fancy knives. Yes. And she gives him a Kama Sutra book. Right. And then they're like giggling and tickling each other and being uh-huh. cute. And uh-huh. current Frank is watching this and he's smiling. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. Yeah. And then we go to 1971. Uh-huh. Now they're on a TV show set for this show called, a children's show called Frisbee, which is about a, and Frank's in this big dog costume. Right. Being he's furry. being a furry. <laughs> he's being a furry. <laughs> So he takes his head off at one point and he's like chilling in between scenes or whatever. And the current president who is now, or the guy who was the president then. Which is Lou. So the old man ghost? Yep. Okay. Corpse man invites him to dinner, for, but it's Christmas Eve. And so Claire shows up and he says, he's like, and she's upset she doesn't want to go with them. And he's like, he's like we can, plans, yeah. like, we can go see your friends anytime. Like this is, we don't. You just, you can't plan for dinner like this. You just have to go. Mm-hmm. And so she says, like, he, Frank sees this as the opportunity of a lifetime, which it probably turned out to be that way. Yeah. But, and he kind of manipulates her into apologizing for trying to make him right. give up these plans. But she decides that they separate for a little while. Yeah. Also, and see how things are, see how things are. It's about 15 years. As I recall, because when he's leaving that message for her, he goes, I know it's been a while, about 15 years, and yeah. the pause was him looking at his watch, Yeah, which, which was funny. But anyway, yeah. And then current Frank is very sad about yeah. watching this. Yeah, because all those, you know, love never dies, Stephanie. It brings up, 
brings up those emotions again. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. I cry at the end of the movie. It's okay. I think everyone does. Yeah. I did too. It was beautiful. It's very wholesome. And then he is transported back to the present. Right. Where they're doing a screen test. Yeah, he like appears in, on the set <laughs> for yeah. the Scrooge thing. And he, they're all just like, you're crazy, Frank. And he says, yeah, buddy, I'm crazy. Crazy like a fox. And I'm back, Jack. And he's just babbling nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bowtie guy is still having a rough time. He <laughs> fell into a pile of trash and then some hobo stole his coat. Yep. <laughs> That's where he's at right now. <laughs> yep, not having a good day. Uh-huh. Oops. Sorry, I just expanded my notes and I'm scared now. So, so big. So for every bottle of booze that he wasn't able to drink, I'm assuming he was able to consume another one because he appears to be getting more intoxicated as time goes on. Yes, for sure. Frank decides to go confront Claire. He, well, he has decided to confront her. And he's like on right. having a big rant to like pump himself up. Um, you like, left me. I didn't leave you. You know, normal things. Yes. And but he's like ranting so much that when he enters the shelter, they kind of like take him. And they're like, some lady goes, oh, Lord, another wild and wooly one. <laughs> <laughs> she like wraps a blanket around him and like sets him down with some other people. And mm-hmm. they're just talking and talking. Uh, he sees Claire and immediately grabs her and kisses her. Yep. Because of those feelings. They would just yeah. happen to him. They have another fight. And right. he says, bah humbug. Yep. And, and he tells her that she should scrape them away and save herself or something like that. Scrape them off. Something about she's surrounding herself with people that are holding her back and she should scrape them off. Yeah. And, and save herself or something like that. Yes. I think I wrote it later because it comes into play later. It does. But I didn't have it right here. <laughs> me. <clears throat> Back at the studio, TV station, whatever, another ghost appears as a fairy, <laughs> and it is Carol Kane. <laughs> uh, She's the best. You may know her as Lillian from Kimmy Schmidt and various other roles, but mm-hmm. that is her most recent one. Yep. She was also, uh, for all those that watch Gotham, she is Oswald Copperpot's mom. Cool. Mm-hmm. She was also on SNL, right? Yeah, I think so. She's in like a bazillion things. She's like an old comedian. She's awesome. Hilarity lady. Uh, she kicks Frank and kisses him and slaps him and pulls on his lip to get his attention. And his ear. Pulls on his ear. What was the sign? Him. She was performing the something ball. Was it the nutbreaker ball uh, or something like that? It was, um, there were there were subtle little jokes in there. She was talking so fast, I was like, "Bah!" Yeah. I can barely keep up with her. Uh huh. Um, she punches him again, and they teleport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's complaining about all of the abuse, and says, and she says, "Sometimes the truth is painful." Yep. Um, and they are now at his assistant Grace's house. Yes. And her family are having, you know, Xmas. I did. There you go. I did it. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> she can't do it. Can't do it. They're having Christmas celebrations, like Christmas Eve right. still, or Christmas Eve. It's Christmas it's Eve. It's Christmas still. Eve. Okay. Yeah, because well. it's the ghost of Christmas present. 
It's a long ass night, man. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's how day. it happened to Ebenezer. It's true. Yeah. Everyone's being cute and loving, and she's blowing raspberries on her son's tummy, and then the ghost does it to Frank. <laughs> and then she punches him again, and they roll yep. down the stairs yep. to his brother's place. Uh-huh. Uh, they watch his brother and his friends play trivia, a trivia game or something. It's you, uh, yeah, you pull a thing out of the hat, and then you have to tell them something about oh, it without clues, telling them. yeah. And then they have a certain amount of time to guess what it is. And then they open up presents. Or Frank is annoyed because they can't think of Gilligan Island's boat. Right. And some other things. The SS Minnow. The SS Minnow, yes. And the first one was... I can't remember. I don't remember either. Uh, But they open the present from Frank, and it's that... Frank got him a VCR, but Frank says Grace got it for him. Right. He didn't. His, he got a towel. He got him a towel. Right. Which he also got Grace. <laughs> yeah, which we saw in her scene. Yes. When they asked about the bonus, she says, I'm using it to dry my hair. Yes. An IBC towel. Mm-hmm. Nice embroidery. <laughs> it is nice embroidery. But it's a towel. Yeah. Lame. Yep. Totally lame. Frank's brother is sad because he really wants Frank to come to Christmas Eve celebration. But he never does. He never does. And he hopes every year he'll change his mind. He's like, I get it. He's really busy. But I got him a really nice present. It's really stupid. I left it on his desk or whatever. Yeah. And he tries to explain it, but the ghost of Christmas present puts her fingers in his ears and then sings so he can't hear. Yes. And then she mocks him. I know something you don't know. Yes. Because <laughs> he says what the present is. And yep. And then she grabs a toaster and whacks him in the face. Yep. And then he wakes up in this terrible, icy underground place, and he has a very good burn, which he says, where are we, Trump Tower? Yes. And I was like, wow. (laughs) Very topical. Yeah. Unintentionally. Look at that. Another thing that got it right. (laughs) I was very amused by that. It's like this, yeah, cave with like icicles hanging down from the ceiling, and it's very dark and dreary. Probably just an underground waterway in New York, or Trump's house. Because it's the uh, (laughs) above him are the grates that you walk over on the streets. Yeah, and then he sees a dead body, icy dude from the shelter that he had been talking to. Mm -hmm. Frank is really upset because he's like, "Why didn't you stay with Claire?" And she would have kept you warm and given you food and. But this is after he made a joke about how he should have given him the $2. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he said he didn't have any cash on him. Yeah. He. Oh, and then he's he goes up to a door. He's trying to find a way out of it, out of the room. Right. And then he like bursts through the door and then he winds up on set again. Of right. the Scrooge movie. Yep. Knocking down a piece of set scenery, right? Yeah. And a big barrel. And it rolls right into the sensor lady. lady again. And she says that word again. She says, oh, shit. Yep. Poor lady. <laughs> They're like, Frank, where did you come from? So then they try to take him to his office. And the elevator opens and there's a guy dressed as the Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. Or the ghost of Christmas future. Right. But he's probably thinking Grim Reaper-y right. type thing. And he freaks out, but it's just the actor. <laughs> yeah, it's just the actor who's playing the ghost of Christmas future in the show. Right. So he drinks some more Bacardi and Tab. <laughs> I, think mix- it, I think that one was straight Stolian and 
There was a can of tab. There was a can, a can of, of tab. tab. I don't know how much of that actually made it into the drink. I know, but it's still funny. Because he was like funny. shaking it so that like a little drip would fall in there. I just wanted to point out the tab. Yeah, because it's you can still buy it, can't you? It still exists. Yes, it? and it shouldn't because it's gross. <laughs> Ugh. I had some friends in high school who were obsessed with like eating and drinking things from like the 80s. And yeah. he would always have tab Ugh. in his lunch. Wow. I don't even know where you can buy it. Like the grocery store? You probably have to go to some back alley <laughs> weird <laughs> a soft drink speakeasy. Yeah. You gotta like do the secret knock, which is an old Coca-Cola commercial melody, and then and then you have to do some old Pepsi thing. Yeah, probably. And then you can buy your tab. Not worth it. You think you can have a tab on tab? <laughs> Just put it on my tab. Can you put my tab on my tab? <laughs> so you want two? <laughs> no, I want one, but just give me a tab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did how did bars deal with that? Anyway. Tabs? Mm-hmm. It would have been hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too many puns. Yeah. That's why so... tab is not around as much anymore. <laughs> it was too much of a It's punny like the drink. people saying Coke instead of soda. It's true. It's yep. confusing. Yep. Sprite Coke, Dr. Pepper Coke, Pepsi Coke, Coca-Cola Coke. Coca-Cola Coke. Diet Coke Coke. And <laughs> Coke's in the name of Diet Coke. Silly. So, he is drinking his drink. Yeah. And he opens the gift from his brother, which is a handmade frame and a photo. When they were kids. When he was, kid. he was a, he was a like four-year-old or five-year-old and his brother was a baby. Mm-hmm. And then the real ghost of Christmas Future appears in the screens behind him, and his skeletal hand reaches through to grab him, just as Bowtie Guy appears. Whip. Save the day, Bowtie Guy did. No. What's in his hand? A oh, a gun. shotgun. Okay. <laughs> Almost There's a lot the of day. guns in this movie. <laughs> there are. Santa's got him. Bowtie Guy's got him. Frank's got him. Frank's got one. It's New York. Oh, right, of course, I forgot. And we all know Santa's from New York. <laughs> Harlem, to be exact. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So Bowtie Guy just chases him through the office, shooting him, trying to kill him. Frank escapes in the elevator and ends up in there with the ghost of Christmas Future, who he thinks is the actor this time, but right. is actually the ghost. Right, he looks in his robes twice. <laughs> Which is filled with, like, scary demon creatures. Inside his ribcage, uh, yeah. Creepy. He's just, yeah, he he opens it, he's like, huh, closes it and then opens it again. Yeah. Did our guys do this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, do I, did our guys do this? Yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> he still thinks it's an act or whatever, an uh-huh. actor. Um, but then the ghost's face turns into a screen, and we see Frank walking through some like weird sideways corridor. Yep. And he's even having trouble standing up straight because the actual... It's like a fun house. Yeah, it's like a fun house Slanted a thing. bit. Weird proportions in the walls and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we see Grace with her son who is in a padded room. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying and, and sad. Her, and her time's up and she's like, I just got here. Yeah. And the kid still doesn't talk. Yeah. And he's been put into a loony bin apparently. They're yeah. not talking. That's crazy. It's pretty crazy. I agree. Yeah. I was like, this is a little extreme. Are you having some issues? No, my screensaver just came on, and I oh, don't okay. want it to be on when it's recording, because then I can't see what's going on. Gotcha. 
And so then he sees Claire sitting at a table being all rich and fancy and annoyed by homeless children. Right. And a friend told me once, you probably, this is where yes, it's in your yes, notes. Yes, this is where I read it. She's like, because someone once told her, you want to save someone, save yourself. Isn't the scrape the... I didn't write it. She didn't okay. say anything about scrape. Oh, okay. She just said, if you want to save someone, save yourself. Gotcha. And then we are at a funeral in a big giant room. Mm-hmm. And at first he thinks it's his brother because his wife, his brother's wife is standing in front of the casket. Right. But it's actually him in there. No. Because his brother walks up to the casket. Yep. And then he is suddenly, well, they're like about to, they're going to incinerate it. Cremate him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, they're incinerating the it's casket. It's a pretty cool crematorium if you ask yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> so they move they start moving the casket forward into the fire and frank is like trying to stop them but then suddenly he's in the casket yep and then he's inside of it burning and alive and saying he wants to live he wants to live yep 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 and then suddenly he's in the elevator again yep with bow tie guy pointing his gun at him (laughs) yeah he didn't notice that at first though and he's like, I'm alive, I'm alive. And then he's so happy and he kisses Bowtie Guy and blows raspberries on his stomach. And mm-hmm. then he hires him back with, you know. Twice his salary. Twice salary And office. his corner office. Yeah. But Bowtie Guy doesn't like his office, so he thinks that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he asks Bowtie Guy to help him with something. Right. So he goes. So the, the Scrooge production is in full swing. Yes, it is. On live television. Live Christmas television. Eve. Christmas Eve. And then Frank just walks out onto set in the and, middle of the live production. And grabs the coin that Scrooge was flicking down to the kid to get a fat goose. Yes. And then Bowtie Guy goes up to the production or the producer area. Control and room. Points his gun at them so they don't change anything or shut it off. Right. And then on TV, he just starts making his speech. Right. He starts um, to Ebenezer up. Yep. He apologizes to his brother and says the name of Gilligan's Island ship. SS Minnow. <laughs> yes. And his brother's like, what? How they know we were How playing charades mm-hmm. or whatever they were playing. Um, he orders champagne for everyone, the good stuff. Mm-hmm. He gives various inspirational speeches. I didn't write any of this down. I'm really okay. sorry. No, it's exactly how it's gone. That's exactly yeah. it. He starts telling people that Christmas is one day a year, but it should be how you, that's the way you should act every day of the year. Mm-hmm. He's trying to inspire greatness in people. Yes. He sees some mistletoe, so he kisses a girl under the mistletoe to well, applause. I think she kisses him. Whatever. Because it's the law. We're all, you know, it's a rule. You gotta, she's just upholding the law. And he says, well, that's not. He's like, that was good, but it's not good enough. It wasn't or it's, great. wasn't great. Yep. And he, then he starts talking to Claire through the TV. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes some jokes about the Karma Sutra and some other things. Uh-huh. Apologizing, basically, for mm-hmm. what a jerk he had been. So she takes the Christmas taxi <laughs> to the studio. Mm-hmm. She, sa- he, er, she tells him where she wants to go, and he says, which floor? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh and then he just keeps on talking and he breaks into tears because he believes in miracles and that if he does good things on Christmas Eve, he'll want good things to happen. And looks like he saves his job in the because his boss yes. was going to fire him. Yes. Throughout this whole process, people were like, 
horrified at first. Like, right. what is he doing? Oh my God, he's crazy. Yo. But then he's... inspired. But yeah, then everyone was like, aww. Mm-hmm. And then little mute boy walks over to him and he says, Did I miss something, chief, or something like that? Big man? Pal? Oh, I meant tiny. I meant boss? the tiny Tim line. <laughs> right. Oh, no. That's what Bill says to him. Yeah. Yes. And then he goes, and God bless us, everyone. Yeah, he says it very quietly. He does, yeah. But he, they were, it was still very sweet. And Grace is very... Emotional. Everyone's in shock that everyone... That yeah. he spoke. Because yeah, it emotional. seems everybody knows he doesn't speak. Yeah. Everyone ever <laughs> just knows this fact. Um, and then Claire is there, and Frank sees her, and he goes over to her, and she's like, no, 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 no. And then he carries her over to the stage. Uh-huh. He puts the Scrooge hat on and says, and they lived happily ever after. And he kisses Claire. Mm-hmm. And then everyone sings and it's magical. Yep. Uh-huh. And then he breaks the fourth wall. Does he? Yeah, because he asks, the, he's talking to the audience. No, everybody on the right sing. Oh, no, during the credits. The left. Yeah. Okay, how about everybody in the middle? How about only the men? The real men. <laughs> then he looks horrified. Okay, only the women. Then the real women. <laughs> so yeah, he breaks he breaks the fourth wall at the mm. very end of the movie. I pieced out. You pieced out? I mean I had it on, but I wasn't but paying, attention. paying attention. I was looking at fun facts. He was after talking that. to you. Well, I wasn't listening, Bill. <laughs> I was too busy reading your fun facts. <laughs> Why don't you give us the fun facts? Because I want to hear. You said you had a lot of them. I do have a lot of fun facts. <laughs> My mom is like obsessed with Patrick Star right now, and yeah. she keeps sending me like Patrick Star gifts, and I was and just memes. wondering what this one was. Anyway. Have you told her you're not twelve? <laughs> well, it's because like whenever I tell her something, she'll send me a gif, and it's just been like this week. It's just been all Patrick Star related ones. I was like. It's like, I'm sensing a theme. And she's like, he just comes up with every search I make. And it's like, <laughs> she's like, and it's just, he just looks so funny. So nice. <laughs> um, Let's see. All right. I'm going to lean forward slightly. Okay. Just readjusting. Readjust. Um, Bill Murray and director Richard Donner reportedly did not enjoy working together. <laughs> All right. Uh, when asked by film critic Roger Ebert if he had any disagreements with Donner, Bill said, Only a few. Every single minute of the day. <laughs> that could have been a really, really great movie. The script was so good. There's maybe one take in the final cut movie that is mine. We made it so fast. It was like doing a movie live. He kept telling me to do things louder, louder, louder. I think he was deaf. <laughs> <laughs> that explains all the yelling. It probably does. Yep. Um, but also, Bill Murray also says he ad-libbed most of his lines. Okay. Richard Donner discussed Murray's penchant for impro- improvisation and described the experience of directing him as, it's like standing on 42nd Street in Broadway and the lights are out and you're the traffic cop. Okay. When Carol Kane grabbed Bill Murray's lip, she did it so aggressively that she tore it. Yes. And they couldn't film for several days. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the price of acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, Jack McGee ad-libbed his line, you can hardly see them nipples. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just, I just wanted to say that line. <laughs> that was why I left it in. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. Bill Murray falling, fa- falling. When he's leaving the restaurant. Bagel, fa- falling. <laughs> now all words sound weird in my mouth, or feel weird in my mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, falling on out as well. <laughs> now I can't recover. <laughs> that is that is said to have been unscripted and a genuine accident. Apparently, it was due to the stairs still being wet after splashing the waiter with water, and that okay. caused him to lose his footing. Cool. It worked out great. I loved it. Uh-huh. This was his first starring role since Ghostbusters in 1984. He had been living in Fa- Fa- Paris and had seriously considered giving up. T- <laughs> I cannot talk. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hold on, let me drink some juice. <laughs> oh, boy, this is great. Words are hard, everyone. Uh-huh. You try talking all day at work. I wasn't really talking at work. You try talking for an hour and see what your mouth does. <laughs> I know. Uh, I did it once. <laughs> <laughs> he had been living in Paris and had seriously considered giving up acting altogether. Okay, beautiful. I did Yay. It. Yay. She did it, guys. She did it. Yeah. Thank you for the support. Carol Kane did not like having to rough up Bill Murray in their scenes together. <laughs> oh, wow. It looked like she was enjoying uh-huh. it so much, though. When Frank throws water on the waiter, he says, I'm sorry. You know, I thought you were Richard Pryor. Yep. This is a reference to an event in Pryor's life when, while freebasing cocaine, accidentally set himself on fire and ran down a busy street in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Well, now, now that they've explained that joke, I get it. And it's kind of funny. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and sad at the same time. When the ghost of Christmas present first appears, she says to Frank, I'm a little muddled, which is a direct quote from Glinda the Good Witch. Okay. When she first meets Dorothy. Oh, cool. And the Wizard of Oz. Nice. Nice throwback. Because she's kind of dressed like Linda the Good Witch, but like it's, a, it's true. But like a hobo version. <laughs> sure. She's a little rough around she's the edges. She's very uh, excited. According to Bill Murray, a lot of footage ended up on the cutting room floor. He says we shot a big, long, sloppy movie, so there's a there's a great deal of material that didn't even end up in the film. It just didn't work. You tend to forget what was wrong. I figured that anyone who's good could step into this part and have a lot of fun with it. It's sort of a wicked character. The idea of making a funny Scrooge was an inspired touch. That's mm-hmm. what was appealing to me about it. Cool. Um, so you're saying there's no director's cut movie? No. <laughs> Darn. The Ghost of Christmas Pass cab belongs to the Bell Cab Company, and Bell is the name of Scrooge's first love in the, mo- in the novel. Hmm. I did not know that. Now you do. Now I do. That's what these fun facts are for. You're learning things. During the restaurant scene, a close-up of Frank's wristwatch. Yeah. That's he said Frank. it was a pocket watch. No, not Frank's. I was talking about Frank's watch earlier. Oh, I thought you were talking about Luther's watch. No. I was Lionel talking about Luther's watch. Frank's watch. Because Lionel Luther's watch was a pocket watch. But Frank looked at his watch to yes. see that it was almost noon. That's what I was talking about oh, earlier. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I thought you were talking about Lionel Luther. No. Because I can't remember his real name. John Glover. There you go. 
uh, a close-up of Frank's wristwatch shows the date is November 23rd, even though it's supposed to be Christmas Eve. Well, that's a mistake. But this date is significant because that was the date of the theatrical release of the movie. Ah, slick. So people that watched it on release date thought it was that day. Maybe. They should have released it on the Christmas Eve then, because then it wouldn't have been weird. Maybe that was the opposite message, though. You shouldn't be sitting in front of your TV watching something. You shouldn't be at the movies watching something. You should be with your family doing good things. Right. But it's Christmas Eve. Supposed to go to bed early and sleep tight. So Santa can come and give you gifts. I always like Christmas Eve better when than he does Christmas. a little B and E. B and E. Breaking and entry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always stayed up really late on Christmas Eve because my, when I was younger, my aunt and uncle would have this like crazy Christmas party in the old, and I remember my mom telling me that as a as an older, as uh-huh. an older person, she was like. Yeah, we would get so drunk and then we'd have to still put all your Christmas presents out and it would be like 1 a.m. It was so <laughs> rough. <laughs> wow. Um, Way to wreck the magic, Mom. No. <laughs> That's why that one year funny. there was a little vomit on that one. Sorry. I don't mean like sloppy drunk. It's just like, oh, you okay. know, had some wine at the party and then you're tired because yeah. you have a child. Yeah, wine makes me tired too. Yeah, me I agree. too. Yeah. Four copies of Pablo Picasso's 1942 painting, Women with an, Woman with an Artichoke, were made for a scene that never was shot. Was what? never shot. Three were given to crew members, uh-huh. and somehow Mel Gibson received the fourth. <laughs> he wasn't even in the movie. I know. How'd he get one? I don't know. I just thought that was so weird. Was he a silent partner? No, he had nothing to do with the movie. Was he even born yet? <laughs> yes. Okay. Not in 1942, but in 1988, he was born. <laughs> like, come on, Brad. <laughs> okay. Richard Donner worked on Gilligan's Island. He was the director. Okay. Not of Gilligan's Island, but he, he was director of the movie, and he worked on that show, which is probably why they uh-huh. referenced it. Okay. The street to which the ghost of Christmas past takes Frank is 41st Drive in Woodside, Queens, New York. Mm-hmm. It is mostly unchanged from 1955 where, when the scene is set and from 1988 when the movie is set. As of 2016, the house they enter, 5828, is still standing. Yay. So you can go visit Frank Cross's house if you're in Queens. I missed that one that on my... veal is still sitting on the ground, uh-huh. molding. I missed that one in my uh, trip, Yep, my New York trip. It's because you didn't watch this until after <laughs> that. Otherwise, you would have been all over it. Yep, totally. Would have been number one on the yep. list, way better than Avengers location. <laughs> sure. You, you, you keep telling yourself that lie. <laughs> yeah. You could say Bill Murray walked through this I'm door. I'm being sarcastic. Bill Murray walked through this. Bill Murray stood in that living room. I can't room. go in the house. You could knock on the door and politely ask if Probably. I could see where Bill Murray stood. I wonder if they get that a lot or if no one cares that They probably much. painted foot shoe prints on the floor so they know. <laughs> they charge you $5. Yeah. Uh, Roger Ebert said this was the worst film adaptation of A Christmas Carol he'd ever seen. Okay. Rude. Oops. He's just telling it as it yeah. is. Um, the Ghost of Christmas Pass takes Frank back to 1955, which is where Back to the Future goes. Yep. Back to. 
Great Scott. <laughs> but they're on the other side of the country they at this are, time. So they won't cross paths. Exactly. Probably also they're in the summer, whereas this is in the winter. Mm-hmm. So Marty's already went back. It's true. He's already done his stuff. It was an enjoyable movie. Do you have some notes on your little piece of paper? No, I'm just preparing for the next thing that we usually do. Oh, <laughs> okay. You can do it if you want. Do what? The double count. Oh, yes, the double count. So I really worked on this. <laughs> and my answer... I don't have an answer, so you're welcome to do... It's 23. 23? 23. All right, you're going to have to explain. So you've got present day Frank, Lou, and Claire. Oh, you're counting other people besides Frank. Okay. Then you have Frank as a kid in 1955. Frank as a young man in 1968. Frank in 1969 and Frank in 1971. Uh-huh. You've got Claire in 1968, 1969, 1971, and in the future. Uh-huh. Then you've got Frank's secretary. What was her name? Grace. Grace, present future. Her mute son, present future. The brother, present future. The brother's wife, present future. And the homeless guy, present, and then at the end, yeah, as another ghost. He is another ghost. It's true. Yep. 23. 23 doubles. Did you count the Frank corpse in the box? I did not because we don't see the Frank corpse That's in the box true. and it turns out to just be Frank in the end. That's true. Booyah. Good job. Yeah. That's what I did today. Can I see your piece of paper now that you're done? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to be able to send my 23. This is ridiculous. (laughs) I'm going to take a picture of this. I was watching. I was just like, all right, this is when this one is. Because I'm like, I'm going to do doubles. Because normally you could just say there were. If you just limited it to Frank. And the homeless guy, you would say four. Mm-hmm. But no, because there's multiple Franks, multiple Frank timelines. I just want to take a picture of that so I can share it when, I, when this episode goes live. So everyone go. can know what I'm talking about. Awesome. Because <laughs> it's really funny. Well, God bless us, everyone. Yay! Happy New Year! Happy New Year. Happy holidays. The celebrations don't stop for me, though, because my birthday is coming up. Yeah. 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 January 8th. Send me all the things. No. All all of the sun bears. Yeah. Send Email me sun every bears. last one of them to her for her birthday. Yeah. So, as usual, you can follow us on Twitter at C Double Pod. You can email us your suggestions or comments at C Double at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes. You can find us on all sorts of platforms. We're in iTunes. We're in the Google Play Store. We're on Spotify. And I think I signed us up for another one that I can't remember anymore, but we're there too. (laughs) (laughs) Anywhere and everywhere. There's only one we're not on. We're on Stitcher. But we're not on whichever one it is. Helpful. Can't remember. The podcast's one. Because you have to actually be in their service. Pod sound pod. I don't even know. Anyway. Whatever. You can follow Steph on Instagram at Steph Steph plus plus verb verb to see her cosplays, to see the neat little pictures she puts together for our podcast. 
And, uh, I guess that leaves us, uh, you know, uh, until next week. I'm Stephanie Kretz. And I'm Bradford Barth. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.